Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 28, Options Trading. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry this is coming out a little bit late. It was a hectic week over at New Street. So many new things going on, so many clients coming in. But thank you for joining us. If you're listening, five-star rate, subscribe, review, positive vibes only. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about what's in the news. We have a lot of things going on. It's been a busy week of news, so we'll talk about that. Bull or bear case, Uber. We're going to talk about Uber, bull or bear case. We're going to dive into that. Finance Roundtable, what is going on with options trading? A lot of people have been asking me about it, so I'm going to break it down, options trading. We're going to talk about it. And also, finally, there's no interview this week, so I'm going to do a personal life update, tell you about what's going on uh, with me and then also with the firm. So that's what we have going on. I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, what's in the news this week? So on Sunday, Microsoft confirmed it's rumored talks to buy TikTok's U.S. operation. So for you, those of you who know what TikTok is, uh, it's just a platform, social media platform where people are allowed to post short videos and they can edit it and do all this cool stuff. A lot of the younger Gen Z millennials um, are on that app doing some cool things, dancing to different wonderful songs and and having a good time. Uh, but anyways, Microsoft is rumored to buy. Reason why, TikTok is an actual Chinese-based company. It's owned by ByteDance. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. And, um, you know, that's obviously sparring between the U.S. and China right now. And Trump has claimed he will sign an executive order and he actually is in the works to sign an executive order to ban TikTok from the US unless this deal with Microsoft goes through. So Microsoft is in the talks with ByteDance, the the parent company, to buy TikTok's US operations, also their operations in Canada, Australia, New Zealand. That'll be interesting. For Microsoft, it's just a way to get, you know, a platform that has a reach, a huge reach. I think there's like two, three billion downloads of TikTok. It's a lot. It's crazy. The numbers are crazy. Um, and so that that makes sense. And when this was announced, Microsoft's stock price jumped on that day uh, slightly, like three to four percent. Maybe it was a four percent. So the market kind of liked this news. But this is something to watch. They have Trump has given Microsoft and TikTok about 45 days to secure the deal. So in the middle of September, I think they need to have the deal done or at least ready to be done. And so that's going to be something interesting to watch. Next up, jobs reports. So jobs reports numbers just came out. Uh, it was actually better than expected. 1.763 million new jobs in July. Economists polled by the Dow Jones projected that there will only be 1.264 million new jobs. So we had a slight increase in jobs. So is that a sign that jobs are coming back? Unemployment rate dipped to about 10.2% which obviously isn't still isn't great and it wasn't it's not the levels that we had prior when we weren't in a recession, but better than expected job support. And the market's acting in kind. The market is up, you know, this week, barring uh, this is being recorded on Friday morning. So we have to see what happens uh, today. Futures are down a little bit this morning, but the market, the Dow and the NASDAQ were up more than 3% for the week and the S&P has gained 2.4%. So a lot of this is driven on optimism of the second relief package coming through. So that's going to come through soon. It looks like they're getting things done. Hopefully the bipartisanship will will be able to push through a new package uh, of relief for Americans. So that is being pushed through. 
uh, the details of the relief package are still being worked out. So that's something to to keep your eyes on. But it looks like jobs slightly coming back. We're still going to see a lot of craziness in the next you know four or five months. But hopefully the relief package comes through as well. Disney. Let's talk about Disney. Sales plunged at Disney about 42 percent just because of the pandemic. Really, pretty much. I mean, a lot of their revenue is driven on their parks, which I've never never been to a Disney theme park. Can you guys believe that? I think when I tell people that, they're like, "Really?" But yeah, I've never been to one. But uh, yeah, Disney sales plunge. I mean, if you're not having people at parks, you're obviously not going to have any revenue. So they um, lost five billion. Uh, this this quarter in their most recent earnings quarter compared to a 1.4 billion profit same time last year, uh, like yeah, resorts, cruises, all this is shut down for Disney. Uh, the stock has been underperforming uh, in the last six seven months, obviously because of what's going on. Uh, parks and experiences sales plunged 85 percent. Studio and entertainment sales sank 55 percent. Uh, TV set, channel sales dropped 2%. You're seeing a little bit of probably better comeback there as you see NBA is back, NHL is back, baseball is back. So you might see that increase as you see more sports come back. You know, you have ABC, Disney owns ABC, ESPN, and Nat Geo. So you might see that. The only thing that was positive was their streaming. So Disney Plus is sales jumped 2%. So they now have 100 million paying subscribers across its streaming platforms, which includes Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus. Uh, Disney Plus alone has over 60 million paid subscribers. So that's strong numbers. Netflix still, I, I believe, is the leader in this, that Netflix has 193 million paying subscribers. Um, Disney Plus just doesn't have the content that Netflix has currently. Uh, Disney Plus has Hamilton, which um, I'm actually in the process of watching. I actually don't like what are they called musicals? Yeah, I don't like musicals. Never seen it. Never been to a Broadway show, but yeah, Hamilton's great. That's uh, really fun. It's really entertaining. So I'm I'm halfway through, maybe three fourths of the way through. Hopefully, I get to finish that this weekend. Um, so yeah, that's really that's a really interesting play on on uh, Disney. So, yeah, that's what's within the news this week. Hope you guys enjoyed our news update. All right, bull or bear case. We are back with our fun new segment, Breaking Down a Company, deciding if we are a bull, bullish, meaning we believe in the stocks and the company's future, we would buy shares of the company or at least hold what we what we have bear meaning we're bearish we don't believe in the future we wouldn't sell um we would not be buying at this point in time so let's talk about uber uber the ride sharing and food delivery company so they just re- recently reported earnings um and their revenue plummeted but their food delivery more than doubled so their revenue on ride sharing plummeted but their food delivery which they just recently announced the acquisition of postmates that uh, that food delivery section of their business more than doubled um and so really yeah their report was the second quarter their revenue beat analyst expectations but declined by 29 percent. so 2.8 2.18 billion down from 3.17 billion during the same period last year um, Wall Street expected a loss of 86 cents per share on the bottom line and revenue of 2.18 billion on the top. 
and pretty much yeah no one is doing ride sharing right now uh actually you know i i still use uber when i if i travel or if i do something i will obviously use it to get to places but for the majority people are staying home they're not really taking transportation if they are they're you know walking or doing their own thing riding a bike they don't people don't feel as comfortable getting into a into a car into another car with someone that's been driving other people around for the whole day so the ride sharing business is going to be tough and it's already a tough business if you think about the margins already like the reason why you know uber is still not a profitable company even through this pandemic it was never it wasn't going to be profitable this quarter just because of the way ride sharing businesses work like there's bare very thin margins in these type of businesses. That's why you have to have huge scale. If you think about it, Uber, Lyft, any of these ride-sharing companies, you have to have huge scale for the numbers to actually make sense. And so if we're talking about the bull or bear case, let's break that down. Bull case, I do think ride-sharing makes sense of the fact of it's socially, socially responsible. So we have less, hopefully less cars on the road. People really, before the pandemic, people really did like ride-sharing. It made things easier. You could carpool, you could do things, you could save money. And you can get to your place faster through ride sharing. That what looked to be the future. Um, so that is something on the bull case that we can possibly hang our hat on. And Uber being the biggest of the ride sharing companies has the the market share and has the ability of scale, which is hugely important when you're looking at a company such as this. As we mentioned, the margins are important. A food delivery business. So they bought Postmates. They had Uber Eats. They bought Postmates, and that's also huge. Food delivery business also is another business that has um, thin margins, <coughs> excuse me. And so when you're looking at that, you need scale. So the acquisition of Postmates, I think was a positive thing because you need scale in these food delivery business, these ride sharing business. Because you think about the model, you as a person, you order food. Someone has to deliver that food to you. Someone has to get it from the restaurant, all these different things. And they're literally taking a small per percentage cut. So how does that cover all the things when you have to pay for the person that's delivering, pay for the restaurant or the restaurant pays you or whatever, you just have such a small margin in these businesses that you need scale. And the food delivery business is also in there, but the acquisition of Postmates was huge. So I do have a bull, bull bullish on that portion. Well, the bear case, we talked about it. You need massive scale for these margins to work. Uber, all these different businesses, they need massive scale. They're just really going to be losing money quarter after quarter. So the bear case is you need massive scale. And maybe that's not going to work, especially with the fact that we're in a pandemic. So you're going to see less people using ride sharing. And yeah, that's the other bear case point. Ride sharing is going to be bumpy for a while. Maybe 2021 people get back to doing it. Maybe not. Uh, is there other different methods of, of transportation? People would consider walking places, driving their own car. Like that is something that's going to be very, very interesting to watch, but it's not going to be coming back for a while. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Bull or bear case, Uber, Uber technologies, as they like to call themselves now. Um, let me know what you guys think. Hey, finance roundtable, gather round. Let's learn. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about options trading. Why? Because I had people hitting me up asking about it. Uh, a couple clients, a couple people in my network asking about it. It's something that I want to talk about um, because, yeah, it's a way to trade. It's a way to do some things. I wouldn't necessarily call it, you know, it's just a way to trade. Um, and so options trading, if you aren't aware, for people that may not know, we're going to break down what options trading is. I'm sure you heard it. You see it online. People talking about, oh, I did this, bought this call. I bought, I sold this put. I did this or that. 
So we're going to talk about options trading, what it means, uh, and how you actually go about doing it. Um, so let's talk about it. So what is an option? An option, when you're talking about securities, investing, trading, an option is a contract that allows, so it allows, it gives you the, it gives you the right but not the obligation. It allows, but doesn't require an investor to buy or sell an underlying instrument like a security ETF or even an index at a predetermined price over a certain period of time. So did you? hopefully you got that. So an option contract allows, but does not require you, an, an investor to buy or sell an underlying instrument like a security ETF or even index at a predetermined price over a certain period period of time. So essentially, option, option contracts give you the right, but not the obligation to buy or sell security. So in, in, for an example, let's say you want to buy a thousand shares of XYZ stock for $5 per share. But let's say you don't have the money to do that, to buy that much, or you're nervous that the price may drop. So you want to hedge your bet, that the, bet about this stock. So you purchase the option to buy at $5 per share, and you only purchase it for five five thousand dollars. Now you can legally buy XYZ stock at five dollars per share when you want to. You can execute the option at the strike price. So no matter what the price does, you have up to a certain amount. Let's say option contracts usually last a month before they expire. You have a certain amount of time to buy it at the price that you you had the strike price that you had. Uh, before the contract expires. So literally you have a few components in these option contracts. You have a, um, a security, obviously, that's the stock or security that you want to buy. And you have the strike price, which is the price that you want. You have you and the seller of this you know option agree that it could be purchased at, the, the security can be purchased at. You have the length of time, usually it's like a month or so. So there's a few different um, elements to the option contract. So if you're thinking about it, the terms of the option contract are specified the underlying security. So you have usually when you do an option contract, it's with a hundred shares. It's called like one lot, a hundred shares. So you can't just buy like an option contract and just buy five shares. It has to be a hundred shares. And so usually the the price of the option that you pay, if you're the buyer of the call, let's say. You'll pay, you know, 0.52 or 52 cents times 100 shares. That'll be the price you pay to give you that that um, right, but not the obligation to purchase at the strike price. So that's kind of how that works. So the terms of the option contract specify the underlying security. It also specifies the price at which you can buy, which is called the strike price, and it specifies the expression expiration date. So you can't wait forever. You have a certain amount of time before you have to execute to buy it at your strike price. So pretty much if you have an opportunity, you see a, co a company, you're like, hey, I think this stock is going to rise. Right now it's sitting at XYZ price. There'll be option contracts out there. You can purchase one. Let's say it's, it's trading at $10 right now. You're like, all right, I believe you know it's going to go up even more. I want to buy an option contract that has it trading at $10.50. At my strike price is $10.50. You buy an option contract at $0.52. Cents times 100 uh, shares currently of the, of the price. And at that point, you have the right, but not the obligation, to buy it at the strike price of 1050. So if the price jumps up to $13 off of some good news, you can buy it at 1050 because you, you have that strike, you have that options contract. You can resell it in the market at whatever the, the new price is. I think I said 1150 or $13, excuse me. 
And now you have that profit margin there. So that's how people trade options. So it gives you a little bit of hedging, a little bit of leverage. It covers you a little bit on the downside risk. So when you buy a call, you pay the option premium in exchange for the right to buy shares at a fixed price, the strike price, before a certain date. And so that's there's different things you can do. You can buy a call, which is being bullish on the stock. You can buy a put, which is being uh, bearish. You can sell these contracts. So when you buy a call for someone, you are actually buying it from someone. So there's obviously a counterparty that's doing that sale. So you can do you can be the one selling these these option contracts. But you have unlimited, you know, risk in these in the in the situation when you're selling the contract. So you know, this is a, a little bit of a side, a, a way to think about it. I think option contracts are interesting. The way to hedge, they're very complicated. So you know, people that are just doing it and not really knowing what they're doing, they're you know losing money, right? So you're not going to just get in here and like understand everything. You can do this for a long time and and it really still be very complicated. It's not, it's a good thing to know about, but it's not like a way to, you know, get rich off of this. Again, I caution people because people think, people hear a lot of things, they see a lot of things, they think they can just get rich off of doing these different things. You're not, you have to really understand what you're doing when it comes to option contracts. But hopefully this helped clarify uh, some things for you and help you understand a little bit better. All right, everyone, there is no interview this week, no interview. Uh, so I'm just going to give a personal life update, uh, keeping up with the firm. Uh, so that's, that's uh, you know, something that I will do now since we don't have an interview this week. But we will keep doing interviews. I like them. If you guys like them, let me know. Uh, but I would love to also give you guys an update on myself. I've been obviously been, you know, doing the rounds with media, um, CNBC, uh, I'll be back on CNBC on the 21st. So not the, or excuse me, actually I'll be back on CNBC next week on the um, 14th for a short segment on Trading Nation, which I love, but I will also be back on the live show, Summer School. So school is back in session. Bring out your notepads, your trapper keepers. Remember your locker combination because we're back in school on the 21st, 6 p.m. Uh, summer School, back on the advisor show. I love doing that. It's super fun. So I'll be back there. Um, personal life update, busy week, turn 31, August 1st, which is crazy. Uh, I was, I did a post about it. I started the company, you know, two days after my birthday last year, I decided to start the company and we've grown so fast. That's why the podcast is late. I was bringing on a bunch of new clients. This has been a great, great week, very busy week. Um, just working so much to do, but I'm enjoying everything. Thank you for all the wonderful clients I get to serve. I'm going to keep going, keep growing, keep getting better. Uh, and this is just extremely fun and, and great things to be doing. So appreciate all of you. Reach out to me if you need anything. Bingeables. I don't know. Do you guys care what I'm watching? Because um, I just work out work and watch Netflix alone usually. <laughs> so do you guys care? Well, what I'm watching right now is uh, I just finished the new episode, uh, season of Shameless. So that was really a great show. If you guys haven't watched Shameless, so funny. 10 seasons of greatness. You don't really see shows that give you 10 seasons of greatness, which is is, is what Shameless does. Now I've transitioned to the new season of, of Last Chance You. Such a great show. Football, if you don't know Last Chance You, it follows a football season of a junior college program through this whole season. Watch them. There's so many great stories within junior colleges. Kids trying to get to Division One. you know, 
kids trying to make it. And uh, football teaches so many lessons, such a great sport that I played for a majority of my life. Uh, we serve some pro athlete clients and will continue to, to serve more. Uh, this is just a, it's a great show. So I'm also watching that. I need to finish Hamilton because I have not finished that. So I'll get to that as well. But hey, this has been a great one with you all. Please tune in. Reach out to me if any questions. We're going to be live, um, you know, in a couple next week on the 14th, not CNBC on the 21st. But in the meantime, if you have anything, please reach out. Thank you for listening.